Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. Welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts, Matt Olson. Up there we have Danny Oakstead. What's up? And over there, last but not least, the jankiest of janky boggles, the JB. What's up? We got uh, an episode? Yeah, we got an episode. A bit of information uh, and all that other jazz there, or news in this case. But before we jump into that, we're going to give you a breakdown, some updates here. So last week, we dropped a whole interview with the creator of Spelltable, Jonathan. It was a really good, very fun, in-depth interview. You got to learn about him, more about the back end of Spelltable. So if you haven't given that a listen to, please go check it out uh, in whatever podcast feed of your choice. Also, remember, sign up for the giveaway. You can't win if you don't sign up. This episode and the giveaway are now brought to you by J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming. Give us some more details about that giveaway there, JB. We're giving away two Theros Thought Seizes. Pretty juicy if I do say so myself. Oh, so fancy. Yeah, you can't win if you don't enter. So please, go enter. But from there, let's talk about the breakdown of how this episode is going to be. We're going to start off as always... Passing you over to the Boggle Desk with JB, where he talks about this last weekend event results and upcoming event results. Some spicy stuff. Really or not? We'll find out. Then from there, Danny leads us into the news with if there are any updates in the BNR. Uh, then we talk about the news, ranging from Blogatog of the Week to updates on the Companion app already. And then there's now a new booster type. From there, we're going to discuss the finance section as always. And then leading off of the finance section, we talk about deck of the week. And this one is also another Discord user submitted deck of the week. So buckle up and enjoy the ride, dear listeners. So with that intro out of the way, take it away, JB, at the Boggle Desk. Okay, so here we got our Players Tour Finals, the final standings. This is the, for the top eight of the Players Tour. We got first place, Four Color Reclamation, piloted by Benjamin White. Good stuff. Who doesn't like Reclamation decks, huh? You do. Right? Next up, we have Team of Reclamation. And another Team of Reclamation, followed up by Mono Black Aggro. Then we have a Mardu Winota, another four-color reclamation, Azorius Control, and rounding out the top eight, we have Jun Sacrifice. So it looks like it's getting a little more diverse, not so many reclamation decks. Whatever will standard do when rotation hits? Just like it does every three years. <laughs> and so next up, we have the Mana Trader event for July, which was Modern. So it was taken down by Rakdos Prowess, piloted by Devin O'Donnell. 
Second place, we had Dredge. Third place, we had uh, Is It Prowess. Fourth place, Amulet Titan. Fifth place, Ponza. Sixth place, Teamer Scapeshift. Seventh place was Gruel Prowess. And eighth place, we had Four Color Death Shadow. And they were playing for a 15k total prize purse. So, that'll do it for our past events. Our upcoming events, we have the Players Tour Finals Top 8. It happened on August 1st at noon Eastern. So tune in on Twitch, tv.slash magic. Okay, so our top eight, we've got Patrick Fernandez, Alan Wu, Michael Jacob, Riku Kamagi, Christoph Prinz, Raphael Levy, Ben Waits, and Christopher Larson. Good luck to all you in the finals. So next up, we have the Arena Open Historic is happening. Okay, so the Arena Open Historic is happening the same day as the Pro Tour Finals. So it looks like it's starting August 1st at 8 a.m. for day one. Pacific time. Pacific time, yes. There you go. Not Eastern, Pacific. Love all these time zones, don't we? So day one prizes. You get an event record of seven wins or three losses, whatever comes first. Seven wins, you get 2,000 gems. You qualify for day two. Six wins, you get 1,600 gems. Five wins, 1,200 gems. Four wins, 800 gems. Three wins, 400 gems. And zero to two wins, you get no reward. Entry fee is 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems. Day two starts on August 2nd at 8 a.m. Pacific time. And the day two prizes are for event record seven wins or two losses, whichever comes first. Seven wins is $2,000 and a Zendikar Rising Qualifier Weekend eligibility. Six wins is $1,000 plus a Zendikar Rising Qualifier Weekend eligibility. Five wins, you get 20,000 gems and a Qualifier Weekend eligibility. Four wins, you just get 10,000 gems. Three wins is 6,000. Two wins is 4,000. One win is 2,000. And zero wins is no reward. And there's no entry fee for the second day. You just have to qualify from day one. So that looks like fun. Any of you guys going to play in that? I want to try. Probably going to be painting. But I want to try. Probably not. Mainly because yeah. I, don't, I don't have the either gems or gold or the funny double. Uh, neither no. do I. <laughs> I, really- I, I was going to try and grind up to 20,000 gold and I just... I, I just couldn't do it. Um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to do it. I got that Grixis deck from last week. That uh, I got, I got it, and I want to try it and see how well it does competitively. At least, in, now, what, at, what kind of Grixis deck was that again? Oh, oh, yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we made mistakes. We call it a control deck. It's actually a mid range deck. The user, uh, the owner of the deck. Wait, ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Wade 97, you know. yep. The user of the deck, Wade 97, corrected us on that last week. So, well, Quit saying us. It was just you, man. Hey, we already discussed this. It's all of us. Y'all didn't correct me the day of. You didn't check me. The team. I don't play blue, so I don't know control. <laughs> we'll cover it again just lightly when we get to there. And then poke fun at me for it. 
So there's no <laughs> fine print on this open. You have to be 18 years old or older to participate. Um, because there is actual money being passed if you were to win seven wins or six wins just for taxes. All right. So next up, we're going to talk about Gen Con Online. So Gen Con Online is running from July 30th to August 2nd. Going to have a lot of magic fun. So they moved Gen Con to online because of COVID. But you'll still be able to play Course 21, Jumpstart, even Mystery Booster Convention Edition Sealed. You can play on Arena. You can compete all weekend for an invite to September Zendikar Rising Qualifier, plus a chance to win a complete set of Core 21 uncut sheets in that suite. For those of you who don't like Arena, they got Magic Online Vintage and Legacy. You can join us for the first ever Gen Con Online Vintage Legacy Championships. Players receive a full play set of nearly all Magic Online cards from July 29th to August 5th. Wouldn't that be sweet? They fill your account so you can make decks and play with them. Legit. And there's so much more. There's a lot more details on the website. Um, we should have that linked in the show notes. You guys can click on that. Um, we can run down the packages here for you real quick. Uh, looks like the first package, we have a $100 plus package. Includes two convention promos, three Core 21 boosters, a deck box and sleeves, basic lands, two welcome decks and boosters, a magic pin, free limited edition Ugin play mat, which I looked at the art and that's pretty sweet. Uh, you get two free non-mystery booster events included in the package, one jumpstart sealed event, and free MTG Arena Draft token. So in the $200, you get the weekend pass. This includes the convention promos, the three um, Core 21 boosters, the deck box, sleeves, basic lands, the welcome decks, the pin, uh, the Ugin play mat. And then for your included events, you get one mystery booster event, four free non-mystery booster events, one jumpstart sealed event, and a free Magic Arena draft token. So it's not bad. You're I think you're getting... A decent amount of value for your money on this. You're getting three more events with that $200 package. You get the actual mystery booster event, and then mm-hmm. two non-mystery booster events. I mean, I think it's reasonably priced. Yeah, and you get both days worth, so yep. the, the, the whole weekend. Because it does start this Thursday, the 30th. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then they have a $100 command zone package that includes a foil promo soul ring, two non-foil promo soul rings, two convention promos, a promo soul ring deck box, a magic pin, limited edition soul ring play mat. And then your included events include four commander on-demand events. And then they also have a $124 digital pass that includes a free limited edition Ugin play mat, Oh, no, it's the extended play map. Okay, so that one's different. Yep. And then you get six MTG Arena or Magic Online events. Hmm. 
this looks super cool. Also, a little side note, uh, Spell Table is sponsoring this, and the command play is going to be through Spell Table. So if you're excited about that, go listen to the interview as well. <laughs> no, it definitely looks like it could be a good time. Right? So if that's something you're interested in, I mean, the website will have it linked in the in the show notes for you if that's something you want to check out. Yeah, the schedule for this thing looks so packed. Like, they got the cubes, they got online arena champ standard, two-headed giant sealed, on-demand commander pods, and, oh. Aside from all that stuff, like, you can pay to get in uh, for the events and stuff as well, is what it looks like. Uh, They have it on a uh, Google spreadsheet, not a Google Doc. Google spreadsheet. Uh, Again, yeah, links in the description down below. And with that, I think we'll turn it over to Danny to see if we have a banned and restricted update. So this week, those who are playing any form of magic don't have to worry about banned and restricting because there is none. So moving along with the blog talk of the week, we go to definitely not a squirrel asked, or really said, uh, hey, Mark. When designing Planeswalker Ultimates, is there a certain CMC you shoot for? Like maybe a four mana Planeswalker has an ult that would cause eight mana if it was a print if it was printed on a card. Mark replies, it varies card to card, but they tend to start at six or more mana for an equivalent spell. Hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out. Gideon from Gate Crash with his <laughs> Nig fifteen. How how much would that how much would that spell cost? Exile all other creatures. That's a big that's a big spell. Oh. He, that Gideon is four mana and it's a plus X for creatures you control, so you're missing I'm out missing. on eleven mana. So I imagine probably something like that. Exiling everything would probably be actually 15 mana. I'm going, no, I'm probably thinking like an eight or nine and then white, white, white. Oh, there we go. Eight and nine, white, white, white. That'd be be my guess. Because that triple white is going to add a little more difficulty to it. Right. Uh, I I feel like a good example for that would be Return to Dust. And that's a seven mana colorless and we sack uh, all colored permanents so but yeah exiling everything that has to be like very heavy mana cost maybe it'd be like five white and nine or eight colorless because you're exiling everything exile all other permanents oh it's permanents not just creatures Yep, it's permanent. His, his lands. That's that's Ooh. why it's like five, five, five white, and then nine colorless, fourteen mana. There's a reason why people hated me for taking it off four times, four times a command fest that we did at Mass House. God, that that was that was a while ago for that. That was. But <laughs> I haven't played with that card for what six years now. You were showboating that day. I was. I was having fun. People, people are finally getting a board state. Oh, I'm going to make 15 again when he's at 16. It was fun. 
if only we had Teferi's protection at that point. Right. Probably why we have it now. <laughs> so moving along, uh, we go back to JB with an update about compa- companion app. All right, so it looks like we got a, a new update. It looks like they're improving the event link integration. EventLink is their new event management software for WPN stores. It's currently an open beta. Companion works with EventLink to make the player's experience in an event as smooth as it can be. And recent improvements to EventLink warranted some work on the Companion side to ensure. Companion works with EventLink to make the player's experience in an event as smooth as it can be. And recent improvements to EventLink warranted some work on the Companion side to ensure a high-quality experience for everybody. With the introduction of the round rollback feature, your WPN store owner can correct a mistake in their event by rolling the round back to the previous round. If that happens, Companion will notify you and give you new pairings or standings information once they're available. So that sounds pretty cool. Good that they're fixing these little bugs right away. Yep, and it looks like they're getting Johnny on the spot with it. This seems like a big one too. Yep. So it looks like they're fixing commander damage. So some users noticed a bug with reporting commander damage that was intricate enough that they missed it in their test cases. Uh, Companion automatically handles reducing your primary life total in-game when you adjust the commander damage total. But what was unexpected was that if you undo commander damage, your primary life total treats it as regular damage, which is a big whoops on their part. And they rush to fix it to make sure your commander experience is as smooth as it can be. Looks like players reached out, told them the issue, they caught the issue. And if you notice an issue with companion app using it, you send that feedback in using the submit feedback option in the drop down menu of the app. They may not be able to personally respond to everybody, but they do read every single thing that comes in. So make sure if you see any bugs, send it in. They'll get to it. Looks like they had a player eliminated bug too. So in rare circumstances, Android users of Companion report that they receive a notification that they've been eliminated as soon as round one of their event starts. They're investigating a solution for this issue. If you're an Android user who experiences this, there's a simple fix. You log out of Companion, then log back in with your Wizards account. But have no fear, you're not actually eliminated as the message is simply an error. No progress in your event will be lost and you're able to play normally. After you log back in, you can pick up where you left off by clicking on the open event in your event lobby. And we hope that to have that issue fixed in an upcoming release soon. So look at that. Ooh. Oh, Looks like, like as they're working on their next round of features, they're going to be uh, adding Popper too. Isn't that nifty? I wonder what that means, uh, <clears throat> adding popper information, like to like a function to play popper, like, hey, we're playing a popper event. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Probably. Because popper, is, is popper officially wizards recognized now? Or, I oh, mean, yeah. it, it, it is has it been. now? Okay. Because so I know for a while there it wasn't. So opening up the app, if I click host, 
continue as guests because I haven't set anything up. Nope, I gotta log in. <laughs> so this is this is where I gotta try and remember my password. We'll hold so, that. So I have I have myself logged in. And if you were just to use the life counter, I think this might be what they're talking about. So if you go to the choose formats, they have standard, limited, pioneer, modern, legacy, vintage, commander, and brawl. So my guess is they're putting the popper in there so you can track your records for your games for each format. Because you can track each of those formats. My guess is they're just doing poppers. So people with popper can keep their wins, losses, and how they're doing in that format. If I had to take a guess. That makes sense. Uh, Next in the news, there's a new arena survey out for y'all to take. It's asking about when you played... Uh, when you've played arena, if you played rank, when you played rank, how satisfied, dissatisfied you are with everything. So links in the description, fill it out. This is how wizards gets information from us and how they will adjust. I always stress doing these surveys, super important. So if you're dissatisfied or you want to give positive feedback, this is the link to do it at. To the set boosters. You taking it away there, Danny? You're still reading. I'm looking. Oh, there's a price right there. Okay. So Mark Rosenwater announced starting with Zendikar Rising. We're getting another new booster. No, it's not. Collector's uh, collector's edition on steroids. But it is a set booster. You ask, what is a set booster? What is a set booster, Danny? Give me time, man. I'll give you. I'll. I'll explain it for you. <laughs> oh, I got all day. I want to hear. It. Weave me. Weave me a story of the set booster here. All right, let, let me. Let me scroll down my screen real quick. I just like set you up for the best thing because Mark Rosewater calls it a story of a booster. Uh, <laughs> read the show notes. I am reading a fucking show note, man. To explain what a set booster is, these are the words of the great Mark Rosewater. We thought once we had three boosters, we were done. But then we looked at some interesting data. We we learned that substantially more than half of all open boosters are not used in limited play, a.k.a. sealed or draft. That means the majority of players are opening boosters optimized for limited play when they have no intentions of ever playing sealed or draft. This seemed like an opportunity. What if we made a new booster that was optimized to make opening boosters as fun as possible? What if rope... R- roping? Rope, rope those boosters, Danny. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> You need your last haul. Just trick him, didn't you, Matt? <laughs> no, he's not going to shove for five minutes. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I hope so. Oh! 
we're going to have an episode where JB just hijacks the whole episode. It's like, <laughs> shut up, bitches. This is what I'm doing. You're listening now. You're listening to the JB show. <laughs> oh, we totally got to do this now. Just Oh, God. <laughs> Are you guys done? <laughs> yes. <laughs> clippity-clap, clippity-clap, clippity-clap. Mute him. <laughs> What if ripping open a booster could be more fun? That's what the majority of players are doing. Let's make a booster for them. And that is what a set booster is. Mark also goes on and explains the booster as more of a story. Is this an easier way of explaining? Comes in four chapters. So the first chapter is called your welcome chapter. Um, slot one's gonna be an art card slot, same as what was it, Warp Spark that had art cards? Uh, no, Modern Horizons did. Modern Horizons, that's what it was. Yep. Uh, next spot in the welcome chapter would be your land card. Zendikar Rising is gonna have a full art basic lands. They all look pretty sweet, in my opinion. And fifteen percent of the time. It's going to be a foil land. Pretty good odds. And the last section of this chapter, slots three, four, five, six, seven, and eight are going to be connected commons and uncommons. Just like your normal booster pack. You have your commons and uncommons you have to deal with. Uh, Mark talk, talks yeah. about how. Uh, they are color balanced to make the set draft properly, even though uh, for limited play with normal draft boosters, like that was a thing. They had to balance the colors. That is not a concern for the set boosters. So here is what they are have done. Uh, we're using quotes from his article. We're using the commons and uncommons to show off something cool about the set. These six slots in each set booster will be grouped in such a way that each card of the same rarity has something to do with the card next to it. Uh, maybe the connection is a creature type, or the cards play well together, or they have some story element in common. We're experimenting with all kinds of connections. Part of the fun of opening this section of the card is trying to see what the connection we've made. Kind of like Jumpstart, where each one had a tribe or something to all compile them into. Um, but they also broke down the slots for the comms and commons. Um, typically in normal booster you'll have what, three uncommons? And was it ten commons? In normal booster? Eleven. Eleven? Yeah, you get 11 commons, a land, a rare, and three commons. And then you get a token card, but that doesn't count. So 15 yep. is. So 11 commons. Um, so with this set, or within this sub-chapter of the chapter, um, you're not always going to have a set commons and uncommons. So with this set, you'll have possibility of having four commons and one uncommon. That'll happen about 35% of the time. Uh, four commons, two uncommons will happen about 40%. 
three commons and three uncommon three uncommons will happen twelve and a half percent of the time. Two commons, four uncommons will have about seven percent. One common, five uncommons have about three and a half percent. And then you also have the capability of having zero commons and six uncommons, but they only happen about two percent of the time. That's some spicy stuff right there. You have some variations in each pack. Moving along to chapter two, it's called fireworks. This is where you're going to have that head turning slot. Um, the goal of this chapter is just to be splashy and exciting. Uh, you never quite know what might turn up here. So slot nine is always going to be a visually interesting looking card. Um, what that means will vary from set to set. For Zenkar Rising set booster, that means you'll get common or an uncommon. That is either a showcase card or a card with a cool element of the set that we haven't talked about yet. It would be very sweet to get those showcase arts for that collecting boost and the collecting binder of yours. So moving along to the last two parts of this fireworks chapter, slots 10 and 11, we have the wild cards rarity slots. So again, just like how we broke down the last one. So we'll start with the first one. Commons and uncommon will happen about 49% of the time. Common and uncommon will happen about 24.5% of the time. Common and rare will happen about 17.5%. And we go to uncommon and common will happen about 3.1%. Common and rare will happen about 4.3%. But you also have the possibility of having a rare and a rare. Very slim chance, but it's at 1.6% of the time. So with that breakdown, it also means that there's about a 23.4% of the time. So just under a fourth of the time that you will be able to open a pack with one extra rare or mythic rare in each booster. Pretty good odds. I like that. Now we go to the big finish. Giggity. This chapter is about the guaranteed goodies. The first slot here is your rare slash mythic rare slot. Um, it's the most exciting thing about the in the draft boosters, so we can so we couldn't get rid of it. Like, why would you? This acts just like myth, rare and mythic rare slot that you've grown to know and love in draft boosters. Starting with Zendikar Rising, the mythic rares are changing their rate of drop. In the past, one in every eight rares was a mythic rare. Starting with the Zendikar Rising, that will change to one in every 7.4 rares. And this will also be true for the draft boosters. What? That's super cool. So more money for those mythics. Well, for opening mythics more, that'll reduce the price. Depending what good mythics we're going to be getting in Zendikar there. They're opening up just ever slightly so much more. And the finish up, the big finish chapter, you have your foil slot. Um, like me and many others, we all like bling bling on our cards. So they've decided to throw a foil in every single pack. 
Um, the slot can be any rarity. So yes, there can be another place for rare or mythic rare. So you could possibly have three mythics in one pot, one pack, which would be crazy in my mind. And then lastly, for the last chapter, we have how do you say that word? Epilogue. There we go. What he said. We have the epilogue. Um, this is just mere token slash ad card. But wait, there is more. But wait, there's more. Mark Rosenwater and the team at Watsy have been playing some tricks. 25% of the time, instead of an ad or a token card, you'll get a card from the list. What exactly is the list? Well, it's one of the coolest part of magic is its history. So we're going to pull... We're pulling a trick from Time Spiral and Mystery Booster. We've chosen a list of 300 interesting cards from Magic's past. As with Mystery Booster, they will be printed as they appeared, including art, frame, and expansion symbol, with the exception that they'll have a small Planeswalker symbol in the lower left corner. The list has commons, uncommons, rares, and mythic rares, which will fall at the proper rate to one another. Being on the list does not make cards standard legal. They are legal in whatever formats the cards are already legal in. Cards can be pulled from anywhere in Magic's 27-year history. Does that mean Black Lotus might be printed? Probably not. Uh, that stuff's on the reserve list, man. It's saying it's the list. They can do it. Yeah, 300 cards. Yeah, they, they ain't doing I, I, any of the reserve list. It's going to be on there. Or um, Power 9. They'd be making so many people mad. <laughs> well, I don't know if that would really affect the Power 9 prices because they aren't true Power 9 cards because they're going to have that Planeswalker stamp on them. Yeah, but the the thing is with the reserve list cards, they're not allowed to print those cards or a functional reprint of any of those cards per uh, per yeah, per per a social contract that they made a long time ago around yeah. legends, and that's a whole other story that a lot of our listeners probably already know of, and they don't want to hear three schmucks with microphones <laughs> give their shot at the reserved list discussion. So we'll cut that all out. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. That was pretty fun. Hey, well, <laughs> so I was just talking about a little rant about the Power 9. Um, the plan is for the list to change subtly from set to set, bringing in cards that might make sense with the set we're in, but with but it will most like mostly stay intact from set to set, meaning you all will get to learn what cards are in the list. Note. That for Zeneca Rising, Magic the Gathering Arena will not be implementing the list. While some of the cards from the list may eventually make their way to Historic, we want to be a bit more purposeful on MTG Arena when adding new cards. So three cards that they spoiled or teased the being on the list is Muscle Sliver, Cloud Goat Ranger, and Pack of Negation. 
So as you can see in the list, we'll show off beloved mechanics from the past, fun worlds and cr creatures. Um, wow, fun word. Wow, fun words. Fun words indeed. Fun worlds and creativities. And just flat out wild cards we've done. This means when you open up a set booster, you can open up all sorts of magic cards. How much are they going to cost, Danny? According to this article, set boosters are... Let me, let me, let me word this carefully. They are being proposed at being about a dollar more than your normal booster pack. And as we all know from Seeker Lairs, when they say about a price above, take with a grain of salt. So we could see them somewhere between six and ten dollars, probably yeah, nine ninety-nine. You're saying the pack's gonna I, be thirty-nine ninety-nine? No, nine ninety-nine. Oh, you're I, saying don't, I don't. I don't see them going ten dollars because really, it's. It's not a collector's pack. Yeah. It's just it's almost more of a um the collector packs are out like twenty to twenty five. Yeah, but I mean this is gonna be more of a, a true builder pack, I think. Yeah, this could be nine or ten dollars. No, I don't I don't I don't see it going that high. I'm thinking six to eight. Maybe eight, eight on the very high end. We can all agree that it's not going to be more than fifteen. We we believe we're you know we don't know anything about this, but be outrageous if it was more than fifteen. I think it also is pending on what is in the list of the list. Uh, people have been talking online saying maybe this is where fetch lands are going to get reprinted. I feel if fetch lands are confirmed on part of the list. Ooh, that that would definitely drive the prices up. I feel I feel the big linchpin in this is getting more cards from the list in that in that uh, token slot. Uh, it should be one in what one in four packs should have that list card. Yeah, but they are remember uh, they uh, follow suit with rarity. So one in four of the times you're gonna get a a, a list card. But then you'll get a rarity appropriate amount of time or whatever that well, those odds turn out to be. I don't know if I don't know if this uh, list is going to get that uh, mythic rare uh, increase that they were talking about a little bit ago, saying from one in eight uh, one in eight packs is going to have a mythic to the one point one in seven point four. But I mean, either way, I like I like this pack. I like this a lot. This seems like a happy in between, definitely between a draft pack and a collector booster. You know, a lot of people. Ah, I don't know. It, this seems good. You get a chance to get a showcase card. You get foils. The themes and stuff, the art cards getting added, that seems like a very nice addition. And then the fact that the list, this list, this is going to be driving us crazy until we find out what it is and what it entails. 
So these boosters will come 30, 30 packs in a booster box rather than 36 like your normal set booster. But still more than double than what the collector booster comes out. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's the first time for them doing it. Um, I hope it goes well. Oh, me and, too. And if it does go well, it, they continue doing it until people stop buying it, which they probably won't. The uh, Another thing also is the uh, set boosters are going to have a different look than the draft boosters, so you'll be able to tell the difference yep. between a set booster and a draft booster and a theme booster and a collective booster. Yep. But, oh, man, that is a lot of booster talk. Well, wait. There's one more thing. Dun, dun, dun. So they show off the set booster image on the article that we'll post. So might, I guess this is what it reads. We show off the set booster image, so we might as well include the rest of the packaging. Here's what the packaging of the Zenkar Rising will, will look like. And yes, that means Jace, Nessa, and Nahiri are the three Planeswalkers in the set. Jace has already been, I guess... Uh, spoiled. So we'll just have to see what Nahiri does and Nessa. Has Jace so we... been spoiled for Zendikar? Yeah. Or that was double in mine. Yeah. Okay. Whew. No, they might have a possible Nissa. That Golgari. Yeah. Nissa. The, the Golgari Nissa that we talked about three weeks yep. ago? Yep. Two weeks ago? Yeah. Which I hope that's the one. Yeah, they don't have like a good uh zoomed in image of her so it's a little hard to exactly see also another thing that's in here omnath with a potential fourth color blue now last set was uh, in core 20 he was a teamer in mm. zendikar uh battle for zendikar he was it was green red an original zendikar it was just green, but now you can see it's has a fourth arm and it's white. So people are speculating that the new Omnath is going to be four colors, all colors, but no black. Nice. So with that being said, Zeneca Rising is releasing in September. So September 17th, and then online releases are the week before the 10th. Yep, yep, what he said. So should we do uh, some quick talking about some double masters here then? Heck yeah. I, I guess I'll play for a bit, but you guys can ramble on. Perfect. But double masters. So double masters has a, uh, a launch party that they're going to be doing, but there's two things that everybody needs to know about this. In-store play including the Double Masters launch party, is currently suspended in the United States and Latin America, those regions may run remote launch parties in a sealed deck format. But even in regions where the live launch parties are available in EventLink and Wizards Event Reporter, this is not intended to encourage WPN members to run events. 
We have made several changes to our normal event policies to ensure WPN members do not feel pressure to schedule events and remain compliant with local health and safety guidelines. Events reported during this period will never impact your play metrics or product and promotion allocations. So with that said, they have two promos that you will get for an event entry or their buy box promo. The first one is quarter calling. Green, 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 X, instant, convoke. Search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost X or less. Put it into the battlefield, then shuffle your library. This has new art with it. And it looks like the second one's going to be Wrath of God. For two white, white, sorcery speed, destroy all creatures. They can't be regenerated. And this one's got some special art, too. Doesn't look like either of these are going to be having the special showcase treatment of the promo cards, like all the other, uh, some of the other ones have been getting. But they will be foil. So yeah, that's right. Like, you heard that right. You enter into an event, or you buy a box, you get two of these. You get both. Which is kind of cool. You know, for a buy a box promo. Right. And then, uh, with the events and stuff coming with it for the launch party, if you do do uh, any of them, remember... Your first pick, you get to pick two cards of each pack during the event, and it's just going to be with double masters here. So, how about we talk about? Oh, uh, the scheduling for that is going to be August seventh through the ninth. We should do the weekly finance update. Cha-ching. Oh, snap. Lead us away. Away it is leaded. As always, for our finance section, we go off of the fabulous mtgstocks.com where we bring up their weekly winners article where Friday they have uh, they write an article talking about three to five cards that have seen a good increase in price the previous week. And then they have three to five cards that seen a good decrease in price. So let's just jump into this with the first one, ethereal forager. This card is a blue, blue four, three, three elemental whale with delve and flying that reads when ethereal forager attacks, you may return an instant or sorcery card exiled with ethereal forager to its owner's hand. This is uh, only has one printing right now. It's printed in C20 in one of the commander decks. I think this was the cycling deck. And this has jumped up to just under five bucks as of Friday, but as of today, it's jumped up another 20 cents. Uh, it was As of Friday, it was $4.75. Today, Oh no. Yeah, today it's just just under 5 bucks. 497. Uh with this card, the writer of the article Peter suggests that this has actually been moving up in price with it showing up in blue red and mono blue delver decks in legacy as uh as another way to get a cheap creature that can return back instances to your hand. They uh, he posts a list 
a, a legacy list by Portrait of Sanity, who is the creator of the list. Uh, please check it out. This is very interesting. It's uh, JB. As our resident legacy player, how does this look as legacy deck? I haven't played enough to weigh in my two cents. Well, one thing I know for um, sure is you don't have to get the dual lands with this at all. You just need the fetch lands. Because mono blue is the list that they gave us here. So you just have snow colored basic, snow covered basics. And it's running a Stormwing, Ent Stormwing Entity from Core 21. I like Ooh. this card a lot. Oh, is it blue red just because it got shot? Uh, yes, just because it got shot. Well, and it's not truly blue red. Yeah. Why am I not seeing any mountains? I was like, what the hell? I imagine that you could probably change some things up here to, you know, maybe have lightning bolt in place. But I am not one to speak on that. And this is the finance section, not a deck tech in a, a section. Next on the weekly winners, we have Reflecting Pool, which has seen a 40% increase now sitting under, uh, now sitting at $33.50. Uh, this specifically is the Tempest version. This is a land that taps for one mana of any type that a land you can control, that you control, could produce. There we go. We got there. This has seen a significant spike, though you can still find these pretty cheap online uh, for just under 30 bucks. still on TCG Player or Card Kingdom. So if you're looking for the Tempest printing of this specifically, get ready to probably pick them up. Or just be patient. This is primarily moved up because of EDH play for sure. I need this one. The next one on our list? Nope. Reflecting Pool. Oh, yeah. No. Reflecting Pool is good for any five color, five color mana deck. I know I just changed one of my commander deck. But yeah. Three or more, it's good in. Lastly, on the weekly winners, we have Lake of the Dead, which is a card printed in Alliance, which has seen a 41% increase now at $70. Lake of the Dead is a very old card that has only had this one printing in Alliance. So it reads, if Lake of the Dead would enter the battlefield, sacrifice a swamp instead. If you do, put Lake of the Dead onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it into its owner's graveyard. It taps to add black, or it taps sack a swamp add black, 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 black. This is mono black ramp galore. Uh, this one has, uh, this one is speculated to see its spike probably because of other reserve list cards, related reserve list cards have been trending upwards since uh, the coronavirus crisis. Uh, the reserve list cards are equivalent of gold in the irregular economy. People see it as a way to save investment in times of turmoil, which is right now. And yeah, that closes out the weekly uh, the weekly winners. JB, you want to give us some of the 
cheap pickups special edition. Ooh, special edition, huh? I think this first one you're gonna you're gonna probably like. Oh yeah, blinging out the boggles. Yep. So first up, we have the Expedition Printing of Horizon Canopy, sitting at sixty nine dollars and forty cents. Record loan trending down. And I don't know if all the were the expeditions all foil, yes. or did they have not foil expeditions? They were only foil. Okay, that's what I thought. Next up, we have Engineered Explosives. Terrible card, by the way. Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, JB. <laughs> Nobody buy it. This card is horrible. It's terrible to play. It doesn't do anything. There's your meta call with JB, everybody, during the <laughs> cheap pickup section. But we have the uh, masterpiece printing of engineered explosives it is sitting at $68 and one cent. See, it's just it's a terrible price for a terrible card, you guys. Just don't buy it. <laughs> and then last but not least, we have Mishra's Factory. Looks like it's a DCI promo. Sitting at $34.68. Yeah, I have no idea how you would have got this uh, card. It's probably during the times with those DCI rewards where they'd be shipping you cards and stuff. It looks good. The art is pretty good. Yeah, cool. it looks pretty sweet. That closes off our weekly finance section. Hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, keep in mind, if you're wanting to pick up any cards on the cheap and you're a patient Magic player, go check out TCG Sniper. You can enter cards into their website, set a designated price of what you want that card to be for before you would buy it, and then you'll get notified when that card hits that price. And then you can click the link, snipe it, and buy it. And then you are a happy Magic player. So now this is where we're going to cover in deck of the week last week's uh, mistake that we made saying that that Grixis deck was a control deck. It's actually a mid-range deck. Uh, the creator of the deck notified us, let us know of our mistake. We apologize, Wade97. We will do better. So how about we talk about this week's deck of the week, which I mentioned before is another user-submitted deck from Gargoli. None of you guys seem as enthused. <laughs> it's a blue deck. I don't play blue. This is not just a blue deck. Like this is like right up your there's alley of attack. Blue in there. It's a blue deck. You have a chromium deck. How many blue spells do I have? You do play blue. So out of hundred cards, how many blues do I have? I don't know. I haven't seen your like deck list. You got a bunch of enchantments in there. Even one is playing blue. I suppose he doesn't have any path. Or uh, not paths, because he has a path. I was saying counter spells or anything, yeah. so it's all right, not I it. guess. So this deck is titled Freedom. Oh, take that back. Huh? He is playing he's playing counter with creatures. So it's a counter deck. Unsettled Mariner. Well, I mean, it's more of a tax than a counter. But this week's deck is called Freedom Fighters 2.0, and it's a themed 
tribal deck. It's an ally Jeskai deck. JB, both of you and I have played against this deck before. We're going to yep. start off by saying this is potent. It is fun to play against, but it sucks to play against because it's really, really good. Yep, it's aggressive AF. And the fact that a lot of these cards are something that you won't think of right away, it throws you off for a bit there. And you got it's definitely one of those one of those decks where you gotta like look at the card a couple times to understand what's going on. So let's jump into it and do our best to describe what the ultimate goal is to happen here. So ultimately, the combo of choice in this deck is or I don't know about combo. The the VIP in this deck of every time that I played against it is Akum Battle Singer. This is a red one for a 1-1 one, one human berserker ally with haste that reads, when Akum Battle Singer or another ally ETBs under your control, you may have ally creatures you control get plus one, plus O oh until end of turn. So this is where you build up your board with all of your allies drop and chain make them bigger and just start beating face and the the curve on this deck is ridiculously low you have honda freeblade a one drop oh one when it etbs or another ally you put a plus one plus one counter on honda freeblade so you're making it bigger as you're casting more allies like every spell that you're doing is making it bigger of course, you're going to need the Jawari Shapeshifter when it ETPs. Uh, you may have it ETP as a copy of any allied creature on the battlefield for blue and a one. And this one, you can have it enter as an Akum Battle Singer to buff your board up even more. Or maybe when, it get, uh, when we get down the list here, we'll talk about one card that really just blows out the game. Uh, Fire Mantle Mage. Let's talk about it now. Red 2 for a 2-2 Human Shaman Ally. Rally. When Fire Mantle Mage or another ally enters the battlefield under your control, creatures you control gain menace till end of turn. So this deck is just going wide, dropping these uh, Akum Battle Singers and these Fire Mages to punch through their damage. Uh, it should also be stated here, since this is a tribal deck, Aether Vial, it has a playset of these bad boys in here to help you drop in more of those so that way you're saving your mana, expand your board as wide as you can, as quickly as you can. Uh, one of the cards in the main deck that helps against burn, would be my guess, is Undo Cleric, white one for a 1-1 one, one core cleric ally. When it or another ally ETBs under your control, you gain life equal to the number of allies you control. Good luck having your opponent's lightning bolt you when you got this up your sleeve and just gain four life, five life, six life whenever allies come in now. And they're getting bigger because you have Metallic Mimic to be having, having them come with more plus one counters on them. Also in, this, uh, in the spell section here, it has three Ephemerates and three Path to Exiles. The Ephemerate is really to trigger off those ETB triggers of allies there. Another blowout card is Cambira Even Evangel. Evangel. 
Evangel. Evangel. Hey, mm. I sounded it out. This is a white 2-2-3 human cleric ally. Win it or another ally ETBs. You may choose a color. If you do, allies you control gain protection of the chosen color to end a turn. So, yeah. Many a times, this deck has gone wide, dropped a couple uh, creatures to pump up all the other allies, and then swing in with menace or protection, and it's just a blowout. Uh, the lands is pretty pretty basic here as well. You got a single Mutavolt as another ally that would benefit off of stuff like that. Cavern of Souls to protect your allies against counter spells. And Ally Encampment, uh, which is a card from Battle from Zendikar. It is a it taps to add a colorless to your mana pool. You can tap add one mana of any color your mana pool. Spend this only to cast an ally spell. Then you may pay one, tap, sack ally encampment, return target ally you control to its owner's hand. So as a kind of way to get more return, like if you're if you're petering out on cards in your hand, you sack this, bounce uh, Cambria Evangel or a, a Coom Battle Singer and stuff, so that way you can drop them down, get more ETB, or in a case of it, get uh, one of your... Th- allies like if you have the evangel out and you want to protect it from getting path exiled or lightning bolted sack this in response bring it to your hand and it's safe but in my experience of playing this deck playing against this deck i haven't played i haven't played it it is a fast aggressive deck that really it really synergizes so well together uh, this deck for paper costs seven hundred and eleven dollars, according to MTG Goldfish. And definitely, the thing that moves this up in price is having uh, the Cabinet of Souls. The whole playset is three hundred dollars. Outrageous, but it's needed, I believe. But I mean, you take those out, you're down to a four hundred dollar deck, which doesn't seem as bad. And you could no. probably, it's going to suck to lose the Aether Vials, but if there's, you could just put in a couple more allies in place there. Find four more allies that synergize just as well, but you're really losing a lot when you drop the Aether Vial. Well, just to save the money. Place that for $100. Right. $20 a card. It's not that bad. But when you're dropping, what? $73 a card for Cavern of Souls. That's what hurts. Right. Yeah, The as always with any deck that's expensive, when we're talking about mana bases, like, there's always things to do to, like, shave off, like, at least to get you a base model of the deck to get you to try it and see what it's like. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that's always important. And the fact that there's actually only two to three different types of cards, because you got Cavern Souls, Arid Mesa, and Aether Vial as like the real premium cards. Well, and and with those, though, you can also get cheaper versions of that card. It's true. Like he has a Secret Lair Alto Edition in here, which is thirty eight dollars. Oh, I think I think that's just what automatically selected yep. when you entered that. So, well, you can choose a, a like a. Modern Masters seventeen for oh that's forty bucks still. Oh no, I suppose yeah, they're all freaking expensive. 
Yeah, them lands, man. Long. I was looking at the ticks, not the actual. <laughs> it's like, oh, 7.30. That's not bad at all. What are you talking about? I was like, wait, no. That's not. That's expensive. The lands get you every time. The lands yep. get you. It's definitely a deck that's worth checking out. Because really, aside from all of those, the creature base, super cheap. Because, yeah, metallic mimic. Metallic mimic's the most expensive. But so I actually find... probably would play this deck. You would? Ah. I... Just because yeah. it's kind of up my alley of go wide, beat face. And it makes your stuff really hard to kill with... That's true. Evangel, because you could instant speed give your guys protection with an Aether Vial. Mm-hmm. But Gargoli, thank you so much for this deck. I think you have a new follower in Danny here who might want to make up this deck. And to get these cards, you could go check out J-Dubs see if he has any in his bulk boxes there for some of these cards. Like you could probably get the, the battle singers, like all of these really, except for, you know, metallic mimic. Cause that's 26 bucks. Yeah. The ephemerates you can get all from his bulk box there. Like you get get the base of this deck really again, without getting caverns, the arid maces and the aether vials. Go check out, go check out J dubs links in the description below everybody. But with that, gonna cover that here again because that was such a bad <laughs> such a bad plug that's another episode thank you guys for listening if you made it all the way to the end thank you for being so awesome so epic thank you thank you thank you uh as always make sure to follow us on facebook twitter and join the discord where we keep up lively conversations about everything uh including double masters previews and updates uh, Facebook and Twitter, we just post and all that other stuff to keep everybody up to date. If you guys have questions, comments, concerns, feedback of any sorts, you can hit us up on those platforms, or you can also send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting platform that you listen to, uh, whether it be Google, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, mind drawing a blank on the rest of them, but type in This Week in MTG and you'll most likely find us there. Episodes are up every Tuesday night to keep my sanity. And as we mentioned in the beginning, go check out our interview with Jonathan at of Spell Table. It was a very fun, very good interview. Listen to it, share it. I mean, if you don't want to listen, just go give Spell Table some love. They're such a great site, a great way to play magic. We'll probably get a probably get a game on here before I gotta go to bed. Maybe uh-huh. uh, we have our contest going on still for two Theros Thought Seizes. Links in the description below on how to enter for that, or check our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, both of those are pinned at the top of them pages. You enter in. Uh, you have a week left to enter to get that and man they look good i got them sitting on my desk right here and ultra pro er, and heart and hard sleeves ready to send out to one lucky winner 
And uh, oh, oh, I wanna I wanna mention something uh, special that's coming out that we're gonna be doing this weekend. We're gonna be doing a special uh, a special double masters set show thing. Uh, with that, we'll have a little more details coming later. Uh, be sure to subscribe. This, yeah, just su- subscribe. We are working on making a bunch more content and stuff for y'all, aside from weekly news and stuff. Uh, and I think it's also safe to say, JB, he's been uh, putting his little boggle soul into a project here. My cat got in the way. <laughs> I saw the tail. That's what she said. Goddamn cat. Yeah, no, I've been uh, working on a special uh, special homebrew. I'm working and slaving to the grind uh, to see how it performs for you guys. Yeah, we're looking to drop information on that as well. This is not uh, this Saturday thing. This will be another thing, another release for this, but seriously subscribe we got a lot of content planned coming out for y'all and with that we'll catch you next week see ya toodles